0: Welcome to the HR Chat Podcast, bringing the best of the HR, talent, and leadership communities to you. For more episodes and the latest articles covering what's new in the world of work, visit hrgazette.com, subscribe and follow us on social media.
1: Welcome to another episode of the HR Chat Show. I'm your host today, Bill Bannum, And in this episode, we're going to consider the challenges of making hybrid teams work and better ways to communicate to help you prioritize what matters the most to the success of your business. My awesome, wonderful, fantastic guest this time is Leanne Davy, a New York Times bestselling author of three books. Leanne has a PhD in organizational psychology and is the co-founder of of Three Coves. She advises companies such as Amazon, TD, Walmart, UNICEF, 3M, and Sony. Hey, Leanne. Welcome to the show today.
0: Thanks, Bill. It's great to be here.
1: So beyond my wee introduction there, why don't you start by telling our listeners all about yourself?
0: Oh, all about me. Goodness gracious. I'm just your, your normal average person living in Toronto, trying to help people achieve amazing things together. That's... What I do all day, every day, and I'm pretty fortunate to to get to do that.
1: Absolutely, um, it always delights and and makes me happy when uh, when I interview someone based in the Greater Toronto area because they generally are lovely people. So <laughs> to um, although uh, Leanne did share with me before we hit record today that she's uh, she's uh, skipping off to California tomorrow to miss some of the less pleasurable weather coming the way. <laughs>
0: Absolutely. Although uh, conference room weather tends to be, the, the only difference is conference room weather, the further south you get, the colder it is because they air condition the heck out of their, their room. So sometimes it can backfire on me, but hopefully we'll have a, a nice few days facilitating in California.
1: Okay, well, when you put it like that, I, I feel terrible for you, as I'll be, uh, I'll be remaining here in Toronto as a <laughs> and so on. Um, okay, anyway, <laughs> let's let's continue on. Uh, you were part of the senior leadership team over at Knightsbridge for over a decade, Leanne. What are you most proud of from your time there, and how did it help shape what you're doing today?
0: I am so proud of that entire 10-year run. I, I think one of the things I'm most proud of is, is very early on, we had someone very senior in the organization, very um, very established, very smart, uh, big contributor to the organization who choose, chose to move on. And my boss, myself, the, the other folks who were um, the next in line um, we were offered, you know, go out and, and and hire somebody amazing, write a big check, bring in the next big rainmaker. And we decided that, you know, we really had all we needed. And, and we started as this scrappy team of, of young people um, trying to build one of the world's premier leadership consulting businesses. And we ended up being um, evaluated uh, by Kennedy Information very, very strongly kind of punched above our weight. And, and so being somebody who focuses on team effectiveness, and knowing that we built that business only because we built it as a team, we had no stars, we were all young and getting started. Um, but the team truly was a whole greater than the sum of the parts. I think that's what I'm most proud of. And those people are still dear friends, um, uh, seven or eight years later since I left.
2: Fountain's all-in-one high-volume hiring platform empowers the world's leading enterprises to find the right people through smart, fast, and seamless recruiting. Candidates can apply anytime, anywhere in minutes, right from their phone. Automated and customizable processes streamline the candidate experience and save time for recruitment teams so they can scale with growing hiring needs. Advanced analytics provide end-to-end process visibility so managers can make swift, data-driven decisions. Learn more at fountain.com.
1: Okay, well that's uh, testimony indeed if you guys are still good friends, hanging out, having barbecues and such. (laughs) Um, Okay, now listen, uh, you create a lot of awesome content. Um, and uh, that's one of the reasons why I invited you onto the show, uh, because you're amazing at uh, educating and sharing sharing new ideas with the world of work. And in a post called Overcoming the Challenges of Hybrid Teams, you say hybrid teams will create a different experience for people on the same team and the implications could be profound. Ultimately, I believe that hybrid is the best answer. Uh, tell me why hybrid teams are the way forward in your mind. And has it been a bumpy transition for the companies that you work with so far? Ooh,
0: ooh, ooh yeah. <laughs> ooh, baby. Um, okay, so let me just delineate between two things. So if we think about hybrid work, hybrid work is the way that, you know, we have returned from the pandemic for many knowledge workers, people who have the flexibility to work from remote locations. And it means we're going into a physical office location. Some number of days, and we're working remotely. Some other number of days. I think hybrid work arrangements are absolutely the way of the future. It, um, it you know, the office is conducive for certain things. Those sort of spontaneous collisions are useful. Um, some collaboration opportunities are great around a whiteboard physically in an office. Um, production. Um, if anybody else is like me, had had a crappy little desktop printer that they've tried to use to to do work for the last two years. They realize that those big, gorgeous Xerox machines at the office are are, are much more conducive to productivity. So there are things that offices are great for, but there are things that offices are not good for, particularly open offices, which is focus and productivity and getting into a flow state. So I I believe hybrid work arrangements where we can have work fit more effectively in our personal lives, where we can have times to be heads down. And times to be heads up. I think that's great. But what comes with that is we therefore end up with hybrid teams, teams where some of us are physically together and some of us are at a distance and having to communicate virtually. I think that's what's really difficult. And that's why it's bumpy because we have very different experiences now. When we used to all be in the office in the before times, we had shared experience. Then we, most of us, you know, at least in these types of roles, went to all being remote all the time. And again, it was a relatively shared experience. Those who had young children maybe had it a little worse than those who didn't. But for the most part, we had a shared experience. Now we're entering this time where some of us are going to be physically together and some apart. That's what's going to be so hard.
1: Okay. Thank you very much. I now want to switch to the main focus of today's conversation, and that is around. Uh, mental wellness and ways to avoid or tackle or make sure it doesn't happen in the first place uh, conflict in the workplace Uh, starting on on the mental well-being side Uh, in another post from October 2022 called managing the stress of feeling overwhelmed you offer strategies to prevent recognize or address the stress that comes from being overwhelmed can you maybe share some of those strategies with our listeners now
0: yeah, absolutely. I, I think we use this word stress uh, as if it is one shared experience for all of us who get stressed, and it turns out based on our personalities, what is stressful to us and how we react when we're stressed is very different from one another. We don't have that common experience. So in the article, I walk through four different um, versions of overwhelm and what that looks like. So I I talk about the folks who in Uh, in that overwhelm, they become very frenetic and they just get twitchy and and they're kind of running around like the Tasmanian devil. Um, I talk about people who... Uh, are more socially oriented and when they get overwhelmed they get chatty and they they start kind of comparing themselves to everybody else and there's there's more sort of gossip and drama associated with stress for those folks. Um, and a third type of folks who become who are more process oriented who become more rigid in you know well it shouldn't be this way and you know you said you were going to do this and, and stress is more about principles and rigidity. And then people more like me where, where stress is kind of emotional and it's oh, I'm, I'm, it's pessimistic. It's, I'm, I feel like I'm boiling the ocean. I'm never going to get there. So depending on these different um, personalities and styles, y- you need very different things. The action-oriented person is going to benefit from a prioritized to-do list The, you know, process oriented person is going to benefit from shifting their language from what should be happening to what could uh, I do, uh, those sorts of things. So that's what I was playing it out. And so I I ended up talking about a few and created a little poster folks can use for, you know, are you somebody that needs to shake it off by getting up, getting outside, you know, getting some physical motion? Um, Do you need to talk it out, uh, phone a friend, that sort of thing? Do you need to make it count? Um, connect to something higher purpose so those are the kinds of things that I was talking about here so it's it's a very helpful article for helping people think through which is my version of overwhelm and to give them some very you know specific tactics based on their own personalities and and where they get their energy so it was really fun to write that and to get beyond thinking that your stress is like my stress
2: Guardian Life Insurance has been helping people protect their futures and secure their lives for more than 160 years. Every day, we serve approximately 29 million people through a range of insurance and financial products. We help people and their families pursue financial security and well-being in life, health, and wealth. We help companies take care of their employees. And we help people recover and thrive after unexpected loss. Learn more at GuardianLife.com.
1: Thank you. You mentioned uh, talking it out there. For those employees feeling overwhelmed, how can they have powerful conversations with their bosses in a, in a way that uh, the, their bosses understand their stresses and, and perhaps can help them prioritize their tasks?
0: I think of two important pieces of the puzzle when you need to have a conversation like that with your manager. Um, the first piece is vulnerability. So it's being willing to share subjectively how you're experiencing things being willing to say that you are struggling not protecting or pretending that's one half of the equation but the second half of the equation is super important and that's accountability so making sure that you're clear with your boss that although you're struggling right now and you're and you're trying to figure out something uh, that will work You know that you own it. You're taking responsibility for it. You know you have to find a way to achieve the things that are on uh, on your plan or else find an alternate way so that you don't let the team down. So that combination of vulnerability and accountability is very powerful. If you go to your boss just with the vulnerability, uh, they might start to lose confidence in you. They might pull work away, hoping to be helpful or relieve the, the stress on you. But that might you know reduce opportunities for you, or they might think of you as less capable, and, and that's not what you want. Um, you, so if you add the accountability, then they're going to feel like, okay, I can, I can step into coach mode, I can help them brainstorm or strategize, but I don't feel like I need to rescue them. But interestingly, if you go in with all accountability and no vulnerability, then your manager is not likely to understand or appreciate just how much of an issue it is. They may keep piling more on. <laughs> they may just really underappreciate how aversive the situation is for you. So, that combination of sharing with them what you're struggling with, how you're experiencing it, paired with, you know, here's the things I've committed to delivering. So, I need to find another way. I, I really need to take the weekend off. So would it be all right if I had, you know, Sally step in and do this piece for me? Those sorts of things. So vulnerability plus accountability is a real winning formula.
1: Awesome. Thank you very much. Uh, so from another YouTube video, you, you're all over YouTube. Good for you. Uh, <laughs> I tried. <laughs> and you present very well. Um, you. and, and your humor comes across as well, by the way. I've I, I really enjoyed them when I was uh, checking them out ahead of ahead of today's interview. Uh, In another YouTube video, uh, I've got a quote from you here. It goes as follows. We aren't doing a good job with conflict. We keep trying to outsmart, out evidence or out fact people. Facts don't solve fights. Um, My question for you is how can HR and leaders listen more effectively to uncover an employee's values and beliefs and better understand how a situation is threatening them?
0: That's one of my favorite YouTube videos. Um, Facts (laughs) don't solve fights. No. So um, uh, I always say if if the dragon is breathing fire, they are probably protecting treasure. So what that means is that if you're seeing that emotion, that, you know, conflicting fight kind of um, approach, it probably means that there is something that they value that they find very, very important, that's central to who they are and what they believe that they feel is threatened in the situation. So that's why they're fighting. So they might be feeling like a change is going to make them less competent. Uh, It may be that they feel that this plan is doing a disservice to their customers with whom they've had a long relationship, and they don't want to let their customers down. Or maybe That something is changing in a trade-off in the team, and they don't want to have to go back to their own team and say, I went to bat for you, but I wasn't successful. So all of these things suggest that the fight is not about the various facts. I, I talk about the facts as just sort of bricks in the wall um, that that they're putting up to try and keep you away from the treasure. Um, but instead, if you can spot the emotion, spot the fire-breathing dragon, and then to ask the kind of open-ended questions that get them to put down the drawbridge, <laughs> let you in. Um, so how are you imagining this playing out? Tell me about your thought process. What do you see as the risks I'm not paying enough attention to? those kinds of open-ended questions that, that cause them to lead you to the treasure about, you know, how are they imagining this situation and, and trying to figure out what is causing them to feel under threat. Um, So that great listening is not just listening to facts, it's listening for what are the emotions involved and knowing when there's emotions involved that there are values, beliefs, things that are very core treasure, as I refer to it, that's involved in this conversation. If you can figure out what their treasure is, then you'll be in a much better situation to, um, to, to find a path through the conflict.
1: Yeah, I'm having uh, a good time listening and learning from you. Um, However, we're already coming up towards the end of this particular episode. I'm definitely going to chase you up and say, hey, I've got other podcasts I'm involved with. Can (laughs) you get it? Can you come on, please? But for now, how can we learn more about you and learn more about Three Co's?
0: Yeah, so there's three primary places. So uh, you can go to leannedavey.com, which in the blog there, there's now more than 500 searchable articles about everything that goes right and wrong on Teams. Um, LinkedIn, if you want to, uh, you know, I'm putting out interesting conversations. I refer to LinkedIn as my couch. So if you want to come and sit on my couch and have a conversation, I would love that. And you mentioned YouTube. So subscribe to the YouTube channel Um, once a week. I'm trying to bring out something quick, practical, insightful that you can do differently to uh, make teamwork work. So one of those three places or all of those three places uh, will be great.
1: Amazing. Well, that just leaves me to say for today, Leanne, Davey, uh, this has been fun. Um, You are awesome. And I want to do it again soon. And thank you very much for being my guest on this episode of the HR Chat Show
0: thanks so much bill and happy to come back
1: and listeners as always until next time happy working
0: thanks for listening to this episode of the hr chat podcast there are hundreds of conversations with business experts available for free on the hr gazette website apple spotify and all the main platforms and remember to like
2: subscribe and follow us on social media